Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is the series where we explore the various ways you can recover from exercise, giving you our thoughts and bring you the latest scientific data as well. This week we discuss CBD, or brace yourselves, cannabid I all, I think, and as you'll find out in the episode, I still can't say it. Uh, but what you've probably seen of it online is it's basically marketed as a magic chemical, normally in oil form. And while this is the recovery series, we are going to dive into all the claims that the CBD companies do make in regards to this product. So we're looking at pain, inflammation, anxiety, epilepsy, cancer, all the big ones. But before we get into these claims, however, Tom is going to tell us all about hypertrophic chickens. Yep. <laughs> so let's get into this week's episode. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Good evening, gents. Hi, uh, you have gone. You have gone loads. You've gone loads into depth. You can't see that, can you? You have gone loads into depth, haven't you, Bill? And he's just reading the email now. I sent yeah. the email out on Monday. <laughs> he's, just, he, he's, he's reading the email now. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Andy. Andy's at home this time, so there's no, there's no excuses. That, well, this is it, mate. I'm fucking... I'm fully fammed up on CBD oils now. I'm good to go. I, I literally just look at Wikipedia <laughs> and I read it yeah, word for word. Yeah. yeah. Just every now and again, I might change something ever so slightly. Change the order of it. It's quite like when you do... If anyone's just joining us for the first time, this is all um, taking the piss. We're not, we're not actual Wikipedia warriors. Can I just say, like, the, the new generation are fucking lucky to have things like Wikipedia because they could just copy and paste stuff in for their coursework, their homework. But back in the day, you couldn't do that. Oh, you couldn't do that. Instead, Tom? Right. You actually had to study, which is why I failed a lot of my stuff or didn't take it. I'll tell you what, though, in the 90s, which is uh, when I was in school, and that's how old I am, like, I remember when I had to do some French homework, and I thought I was shit up because I was the only 12-year-old that knew how to go and use an online translator, and this was back in the day of, like, a, you know, like the old dial-ups, the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I, I I used that for my homework, and I thought, fucking hell, look at this! I've actually done like a whole paragraph for it. It was all like just bollocks, like probably really like none of it made sense because obviously I was translating it from a twelve-year-old's uh, literature. But yeah, I was shit hot. But just so you know, Bill, I have been reading evidence, just not the evidence you've sent because that was boring. I've, I've read up on real interesting stuff. I was reading up on uh, a study where they. They stretched chickens. Did what? They stretched chickens. Which means stretched chickens. Well, to I'll tell you what basically happened. They found that, that static stretching can actually. And this is this is interesting. Oh, it kind static, of, are you about stretching? Is it? Like, yeah, oh, like static yeah. stretching. Uh, this kind of this is good because it kind of changed. Sorry, refined my opinion a little bit on static stretching. And it turns out you can actually make hypertrophic gains. You can actually gain muscle through static stretching. But the more interesting thing I got out of this study is that they did it on chickens. And the stretching lasted for six hours. Like re- six hour stretches Mate, and got hypertrophy from it. Research is fucking nuts. Can you imagine like you wake up in the morning, have your coffee, get suited, go to work because you've got to take chickens through like a, a Zumba class or a, or a bums and tums or a stretch, a static stretching yoga class for six hours. It's like so chicken run. There's actually hypertrophic chickens. Is, 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 is this an actual thing then, Thomas? So is that yeah, just yeah, your mad conspiracy theories? No, no, it's fucking genuine. <laughs> so there's some hench chickens just cutting around somewhere right now. 
because well, they've done stuff in for six hours. I'm scared because it doesn't mention what happened to chickens afterwards. It doesn't, does it? Was they let you they're, loose? They're probably the coming wild? after you. They've probably been trained to come after you. They could be. Or, or has this kind of study been going on for years? And what I reckon is actually the chickens get sent to either an underground fight club, mm-hmm. a cockfighting. Jesus Christ, that would change cockfighting, wouldn't it? Uh, if anyone is into cockfighting, it turns out you can, you know, stretch your chickens and make them grow muscle. But yeah, I mean, like, I actually reckon some get sent to KFC, and I reckon, like, these hens chickens, you know, you get a big bargain bucket, that is just one chicken. <laughs> I know it has like five legs, but that's a side effect. <laughs> <laughs> side effect of scratching. But yeah, basically they had these chickens just screaming, yeah, lightweight. Mm-hmm. Chicken, really aren't chickens chicken. part of the bird family though, Tom? No, they're mammals, I think. Maybe. I don't think they are. I'm pretty sure they're birds. Probably. I'm sorry, mate. I, I'm a bit out of it because um, I've been trying this new product. <sighs> ah. Uh, ah. The ganja leaf. Just, just so you know, this isn't actually a ganja leaf. I actually found this like a year ago on my driveway, and I just thought it looked like a ganja leaf, and I've kept it on my desk ever since. That does move us on quite nicely to today's topic, which yeah, is quite, quite a, smooth. It's, now. Been, it's been quite around for quite a while, hasn't it? CBD, which mm. actually stands for, let's see if I can say this right, cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. I'm Cannabidiol. not going to attempt it, Andy. You you can go go on, let's CBD. all have a go. CBD. Yeah, but people say that. Cannabidiol. 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 Ganja juice. Weed, right. <laughs> it's not weed though, but no, it's a CBD. It's been around for quite a while. It's a chemical found in the weed plant, which is why it's pretty most famous because everyone thinks it's fucking weed, but it isn't. Uh, it belongs to a class of uh, chemicals called cannabinoids. I think I've said that right. I'm not <laughs> most, famous, right. <laughs> most famous cannabinoid, I've probably said it's completely wrong, which everyone knows about is THC. So this is That's the main active ingredient in weed, which makes everyone feel high, and that's what everyone associates them thing with. But CBD is part of the same chemical group, but it's not the same as THC. Um, THC, which is the most famous one, can cause various effects. It can cause anagalesia, which is pain relief, relaxation, euphoria, anxiety, paranoia, sleeplessness, short-term memory loss, dizziness, confusion, reduced coordination, and slurred speech. And so a if good you time. Put, and, a, and a good time. Brilliant. Oh, so it's very, like, mixed, isn't it? Yeah, but <laughs> this is THC I'm talking about. So when people look at those, they think, oh, fucking hell, CBD, THC are quite similar, aren't they? However, a big selling point for CBD is that it supposedly offers some of the positive effects of THC, such as pain relief and relaxation, without all the negative shit. So basically, you're getting the amazing stuff of weed, but without having weed, bait. Well, that's, so that's what they claim. So they claim. Obviously, we're going to go into See, that. I feel like someone's pulling my pisser. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely not trying to get you to, you know, fail a drugs test, Andy, or anything like that. Yeah. But like, um, I'll we'll tell you what, that. though. Uh, no, I'm not going to start talking about actually going on like a annual fitness test while ganging out of your head. But yeah, I mean, um, it's, it is important to mention that there is a difference between CBD oil and um, smoking a massive zoop. Uh, as Bill said, THC is the compound that basically, it's a, it's a psychoactive compound, which is the one that makes you high. So just to clarify, I mean, CBD oil is a drug because, you know, it's dosage and it can make changes on your body, but it's not a psychoactive drug. Um, saying that low, I, I used to think that CBD oils contain no THC, but that's not the case. Um, no, we'll come some, on to more of that. There is, there is some, yeah, we've got some data on this actually, but we'll come more into that later. But yeah. Oh, fair enough. I won't spoil it. I won't yeah, spoil we'll, it. Drop some bombshells. Um, so the, re- the reason we're talking about really is kind of, especially I've noticed it quite a bit in the CrossFit community is we've seen a lot of athletes online promoting some of these products and they're not fucking cheap. So if we look at these actual products they're promoting, for example, if we look in the UK, you've got Holland and Barrett, which are normally quite expensive anyway. 
and they'll sell these tablets, for example. You'll get 120 10 milligram tablets for 59.99, which is quite a lot. Remember the dosage, though, because when we come on to dosages, you'll realise that's fuck all. Um, also, you go to Boots, which is another UK pharmaceutical chain. They do gummies, because obviously everyone does fucking gummies now yeah. and everything. CBD gummies, £35 for 30 gummies. The dose is three a day, so you get 10 days worth for £35. You could also get expensive. it as a vaporizer cartridge. Yeah, you can, yeah it comes in all yeah. I mean, obviously, the most common form is the oil, because most people class it CBD oil. You drip it under your tongue. Um, but it's a big market. It's, obviously, it's making loads of money, because look at those prices. They reckon by 2030, we're going to have a market of $80 billion, which is fucking... That's a lot. That's a lot of money. I mean, what did you say earlier, Tom? How much the the fitness industry is worth at the moment? I mean, the fitness industry at the moment. Uh, I mean, we're working dollars at the moment because that's what's the easiest thing to Google, and I can't be asked to translate that into pounds. But the fitness industry at the moment is it's like it's a hundred billion dollars. Yeah, that's not um, far off, is it? I mean, globally by twenty twenty seven, the CBD oil is looking to surpass twenty four billion. So by twenty twenty seven, it'll be nearly a quarter of the worth. Just CBD oil, a quarter of worth of the fitness industry, which is that's nuts. That is absolutely See, nuts. You know what scares me about that though? So it's obviously the market's obviously rapidly rising. However, there's there's I think there's a lot of concern with it because I've oh, got yeah. an example here. So there's they basically there's a test they did. So when they got eighty different commercially different uh, commercially available CBD products, they tested them all, and only thirty one percent had their CBD concentration accurately labelled. Yeah, yeah. So 31% of those 80 different products had their actual stuff labelled, um, were actually labelled. They were labelled. In fact, that's that same study, Bill, that you're mentioning. So, yeah, 31% were mislabeled. But out of those 31%, it showed that 43% were overdosed yeah. and 26% were underdosed. Yeah, those, they're not very good figures, this are is, they? Um, this is the, like... I mean, I, I, I had... Um, Dean actually messaged me about uh, Dean Hammond is someone we kind of speak with uh, every now and again and we've had him on the podcast before he actually messaged me last week about CBD oil and the main takeaway I, I said to him and he already kind of came away with his own takeaway of this as well is that it is not a well regulated supplement no at all we'll come on to there's a big there's a bit at the end there actually we're going to talk about towards the end of the podcast which I found some quite interesting stuff about the F- FDA they've got quite a lot of takes in it but so we've kind of that 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 study we just mentioned there that'd be in a shiny shiny look, but it's quite worrying to know that there's a lot of these supplements out there inaccurately labelled when it's costing that much money and it's promising all these mad claims. Um, and there are side effects, as we mentioned. So <laughs> yeah, of course there are. Yeah. So what uh, we're going to do now is we're going to go through all the different claims that CBD big big pharma likes to make when they try and sell this product. Big weed. And we and we're just going to break them down. quite a common one you see actually which is anxiety so there's quite a few different papers on this um you're going to see quite a theme now as we go through these studies so we've got a first one here there was a review with there was a review sorry which looked at eight different rat studies yeah rat studies three anxious rats anxious yeah i'm telling you now rats get anxious wouldn't wouldn't you be anxious if you were fucking stuck in a cage yeah, do you reckon that was the control measures of the study? Rats were locked in a cage against their will. Yeah. I, I <laughs> don't think they, fuck, I think I the don't think they were. And the cage next to them is some hedge hey, chickens. Yeah, hey rats, do you want to just come take the study for a little while? We're going to feed and water you, give you some stuff. I don't think they were asked. So yeah, I'd say they're Anyway, 
They got these eight rat studies. Three of them showed an anxiety reduction. One showed an uh, an increase in anxiety, and five showed no significant change. Um, four of them also found CBD impaired the rat's short-term memory. So if you do have a pet rat out there, make sure they get uh, ears on this podcast so they can check out the show notes because that's quite worrying. If it gets mm. a hold of your stash, you know your rat's yeah. in trouble. <laughs> you, you, your rat it might forget you, according to this. Um, but no, that, those, that, that data there is not very strong, let's face it. If you're looking at that, because that's actually a review which... Um, you know, people like to pick, cherry pick, and they'll be like, "Oh, yeah. three of these, three of these studies showed there was an anxiety reduction," but then they forget out that one of them increased it, and five showed no change. Yeah, I mean, the, the odds aren't in the favour of CBD working there. That's some rat studies. Uh, so, CB- I mean, it's quite an interesting thing to point out, but CBD oil is still in its infancy of research, technically. So, a lot of the research is going to be on rats. I mean, there are human trials. In fact, yeah, I'll go on to a human one after. There, there are human, human trials, but we are still kind of in the phase of it's mostly rats. It seems, but again, but again, with these rats trials that like most of the studies were done on, uh, most of the stuff we've seen, what was the dosage compared to? The, was it the same? You know, was it relevant, or like was the amount the same as what we oh, would get, have? Yeah, so I know it, what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, that's actually really important as well, Andy, because like the whole fear behind a Spartan. Uh, I never pronounce it. Artificial sweeteners. This is where a big fear of artificial sweeteners came from, was that when it was done on rats, the dosages were like... What they were the same that would rats. go through us. Yeah. Not even... No, no. It'd be like if we was eating like a barrel's worth of sweetener a day. Oh, really? That's when they were given to rats. And they found, oh, well, this caused adverse effects in the rats. It was fucking of course it is. You're feeding them like a barrel of it a day. So... That, that is, that's a really valid point to make. Um, yeah. I've got the numbers in front of me, but yeah, I, yeah. It's, a good, it's a valid point. Um, we've got human studies, though. So Tom mentioned there there was a few. So well, this is one of the few human studies on anxiety. So the researchers had 60 men and women between the ages of 18 and 35 perform a two-minute public speaking assignment. They split them into five groups that took either a placebo or dosage of CBD two and a half hours before speaking. The groups took different, obviously, doses, as I said. So one group took 100 milligrams. One group took 300, one group took 900, another group took clonazepam, which is a anxiety-reducing drug, and one of them took a placebo. The results showed there was no change in the 100 and the 900 group, but statistically different in the 300 and the clonazepam yeah. uh, group. So that's weird because it, that's suggesting that the 300 milligrams is the sweet spot. But however, technically, if you were to have more than 900, surely that would yeah, um, be the same. You know, that's, that's but what again, it's, it can it can sort of it can bring that sort of anxiety up can't it when you take when you smoke weed some people too much of it 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 can yeah too much can tip the other scale so maybe maybe 300 is a sweet spot but then again you're looking at that being a a personal number to you yeah like which we'll come on to the next study but yeah 600 might be great uh, i think like dosage might depend on like body weight possibly i'm not 100 oh, percent yeah. sure yeah, on that it would, yeah it would be everything. Uh, well, boys, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna confirm your confirm your suspicions there so we've got another review here which um they found that high amounts of cbd 10 to 20 milligrams per kilo of body weight per day may slightly reduce anxiety so for me i did the calculation at roughly about 88 kilos that means i've got to have between 880 to 1760 milligrams a day which wow. is Fucking way more than it's practical and affordable. I can afford that. <laughs> it's, I mean, I want to interject a really important point. It's kind of going off of what Andy was just saying about the dosages being, you know, relevant to yourself. So what you said, Bill, 
with the previous study, just not the study we just mentioned, but the one before, where um, subjects took 100 milligrams, 300 milligrams, and 900 milligrams. So yeah, they, there was no no effect at 100 milligrams, no effect at 900, but there was at 300. So that's known as a bell curve. It's known as a bell curve. It looks exactly like a bell on a graph. And the best way to describe it is, um, I actually thought I made this term up myself, but when I Googled it, it turns out loads of people reference it in this way. But it's kind of like the the Goldilocks curve. You know, oh, like, this is too cold, this is too hot, this is just right. And yeah, so it does depend on the dosage. Like with certain things, we know that simply having too little, like uh, too little exercise won't really give us an adaptive response. Too much exercise can actually be detrimental. But if we time it just right, then, you know, we tend to have like positive effects from it. And it does seem to be like that with some CBD oil, at least in terms of anxiety. It does work on a bell curve. But why am I gobbing off about it? Why is it important? Because it goes back to how unregulated the supplement is. So if you know you need to have a very specific dose due to this bell curve, but hang on a minute, 31% are mislabeled. Do you see where I'm kind of going with this now? Yeah. yeah. How do you know? How do you know? You're How do you know if you're hitting the top of that bell curve with the correct or throw dose? Money away. If you know, 31 percent of the supplements are mislabeled, underdosed, or possibly overdosed. So it's not even like you can say to yourself, "Oh, well, I'll just take extra," just in case extra. it is underdosed. Because at the end of the day, it, yeah, some of the supplements are overdosed, so you actually might be going to the far end of that bell curve. I just don't think that number's strong enough. In that, if you compare that first study to the second study, the numbers are so vastly different that they're saying it's going to work. That I yeah. just feel like there's there's no real... And even then, like if you were to go off the minimum number, which is 300 milligrams, that's still going to cost hundreds of dollars a month because of how much you've got to take a day just to slightly, potentially slightly reduce anxiety. Is it even worth yeah. it? I mean, that's a lot of money. You'd probably and be fucking... then you're not guaranteed to be taking the correct dose even though you're following yeah, exactly. the label. I would, yeah. like the to, I would like to... You probably wouldn't get a response from... Because I know, like you said, Bill, major, this is like major in the CrossFit community, isn't it? Like every sort of major athlete's dabbing it on their Instagram and showing it off and stuff. I would like to know how much yeah. they know about this and like what they're actually taking, how much they're taking, or is it Very just lit? Uh, they know how much is going in their bank account, Andy. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> it, is it? Is it just a check? And they go, yeah, just squirt this on your tongue and we'll be done with it. Yeah, gleaming, happy days. Do they actually feel like it's doing anything? Is it just a marketing stunt? Because the money, in, like, I look at like, you talked about how much money is in this and yeah, how much it's probably going to it's going to surpass. Even governments are going to be like, it's like smoking, is it? We all know smoking's bad for us, but there's so yeah, much yeah. money in it, you just can't say no. Is this one of these things where they actually look at it and go, do you know what? If we just keep it dialed back so much, it's not actually going to do anything, but loads of people yeah. are going to buy it anyway. I think what tends to happen is there's, there are certain CBD affiliate companies out there. Sorry, no, not affiliate companies. There's CBD companies that tend to make athletes affiliates, so they'll give them a discount code. And in, in their biographies, in their profiles, I'll use my discount code and they earn a bit of money from it. And as I said, like yeah, as we mentioned, like CBD oil is a massive profitable like business at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um I mean if someone is using like a twenty five percent discount code and you're getting a small even if it's like five percent off a sixty pound bottle, but you've got loads of people exposed to your account buying it as a crossfeed athlete, you know, that's that's a that's a passive income trickle just for Not posting a, word, a, isn't it? a fucking bottle, 
know, on your Instagram. We spoke quite a lot about CrossFit athletes there, and I think that's, we should move on to the next one, which is it's pain. It's not just CrossFit, kind of, mate. It is powerlifters as well, and bodybuilders. Yeah, I get you mean. This, this is what I mean. The, ne- the next one's pain, which is kind of about inflammation and obviously DOMS and stuff, which is this is more relevant to athletes. This is why they, they don't take it to re- reduce anxiety. They take it to reduce pain. Now, what I've seen is a lot of anecdotal evidence online. Yeah. So I know Reddit's obviously been fucking Wall Street up recently, but however... I think they need to stop <laughs> that posting like well. anecdotal. They need to stop posting anecdotal health evidence on Reddit because it's getting. There's people on there saying CBD oils changed my life. I feel no pain anymore, and it's like, well, what? And it, all I'm hearing is bias, bias, and placebo because oh, people. Mate, yeah, oh, of course, the, yeah. The peel that again. <laughs> yeah. And they're telling all their Reddit friends that they're... Yeah, exactly, exactly. If you, if you tell your friends you spent 60 quid on something, you're not going to say to them, oh, it was a waste of money. You want them to, you're going to be like, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Even though you're probably... It's not doing anything. So, as we go more into pain then, so but what we're kind of getting at is the problem is that we're lacking a lot of research in regards to CBD and pain. Um, if you go onto PubMed, for example, and you type in CBD pain, you basically get a few really recent studies, actually. So I'm talking like 2020, and they they actually conclude there's no strong evidence to support CBD for pain. Uh, we'll have those only, in the show notes. Not only that, mate, but what have we kind of been saying throughout this recovery series? Um, to be honest, I forgot this was a recovery episode. <laughs> but I mean, what have we kind of been saying at the end of each recovery episode so far in regards to pain? It's a very hard thing to measure, and it's mm. affected by a lot of things, including placebo. And as you said, Bias, bias is a part of that placebo. Cool. It's very However, information, hard to quantify it. Information is a little bit different, isn't it? So, but there, there are, there's, a, there's a few studies which get quoted about pain and information that support CBD, which is that they like to. Ah, use. yeah. But these, guess what these, guess what these studies were done on rats. rats. Fucking rats again. Ha- so I... one paper here. Go on, like, what do you want to say? No, no, no. Go on. I want you to. I want you to. Can you name the title of this study? Because it might be the one that I looked at. This paper basically looked at. Um, CBD gel which was able to reduce pain inflammation related to arthritis in rats so they actually did so this gel actually reduced arthritis however note the arthritis was barbarically injected created, yeah by injecting yeah. them into the joints and it That's wasn't it wasn't read, actually yeah. it was it was an uh, irritant it wasn't actual real arthritis it was like an irritant they injected into the fucking rats watched them be in shit state and they tested this little fucking gel I mean, and even then it was like, pfft, I, it's not a very um, conclusive thing. Bearing in mind that we're obviously nothing like rats, really. Um, and yeah, it, and it wasn't even real arthritis. So that's brilliant. Um, and that and that paper as well only lasted uh, a few weeks. So there's always that big question mark on chronic pain. Obviously, you guys know what chronic pain is when it's like a long lasting thing where it's like, Whereas these studies never looked at that. So what about if someone's got a chronic issue? Are they going to have to keep spending loads of money when there's no science behind it? Um, I wouldn't do it. No. However, I've got another... Re- I'm, full- I'm pulling papers out of my arse here today. No, boys. I've got another recent paper here from 20... Uh, this is from 2020 January. This looks at chronic pain management. So we do have one on chronic pain. And it basically said that based on the available literature, it is difficult to make a recommendation for the use of CBD in chronic pain management. I'll have that linked in the show notes. So, because the only, the only, the, I don't think there hasn't actually been any studies that have looked into the long term effects of it. They've all been short things on rats, really. Um, but once again, we can't undermine the power of placebo. You know, I've noticed as well, it's a bit cheeky. Some of these studies, if you actually look, they, they were. Um, the people who actually paid to do these studies were paid by some of these like big companies, you know, like the CBD companies, and, if, and that straight away is alarm bells for me. Well, Shock it's, it's Herbalife, isn't it? It's just fucking Herbalife in a bottle now. <laughs> yeah, Imagine my shock. But, <laughs> so that, you've, you've actually got to really look into it. So, for example, there was a paper as well, which um, 
it had obviously it was paid for by a CBD company. However, what was fucking cheeky with this was, is that the actual paper was just showing um, it was actually THC reducing the pain, not CBD. So this was like a mix, but they were they were labelling that as like CBD. So you would assume, oh, it's CBD reducing, but actually look at the paper. It's actually THC was doing the reducing reducing of the pain, um, and because it's in the same family, they can shorn it in. So it's a bit like, oh, okay. Because as far as I know, there is evidence to sh- to to show that actually smoking THC, you know, let's just say as it is weed. So can we? It does have therapeutic, you know, um, th- therapeutic effects on things like pain and chemotherapy. Well, yeah, have you, not, have you ever seen a stone person? Tom, fucking other loving life. Oh, have I? Yeah, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, it's. It is a medicinal drug, isn't it? Now, especially in America, they're quite quite keen on there's a, pushing out there, aren't they? There's a bit of like a a misunderstanding between the link between weed and like cancer. It it doesn't treat it, as in it doesn't actually cure cancer, despite what people say. Or at least we ain't got any evidence that seems to strongly suggest it does. But it does have therapeutic qualities for helping and manage the symptoms of cancer. If that kind of makes sense. Yes, but yes, it can help. It can help manage. The, you said manage yeah. the symptoms, which is quite important for some people. Quality of life, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know, a painkiller is not going to make whatever's caused your headache to go away, but it can help with the symptoms. If you've got a cold, a painkillers won't kill a cold, but it can help with the symptoms. Yeah, I was going to actually say that. that's a good point. When people are dehydrated, they get a headache just because they've taken painkillers. It's not going to make you. It's not going to fill your fluids, is it? No, it's just it's just, it's just eliminating the pain receptor, isn't it? Yeah, really? but um. So most likely with pain and inflammation, then I think from what the data we've got, it's it's all like placebo. Um, but we all know placebo is really powerful, don't we? So for example, there was actually a paper which looked at placebo saying that um, even if you tell someone it's a placebo, it can actually still work. That's how powerful it can be. Yeah. Even if you say to someone, "This is you're taking a placebo to help this. Ah. You're, this you're taking this placebo to stop your pain," they they go, "Okay, but it could still work." They actually did a study where it showed it actually could still work. Yeah. It's crazy. No, there are papers out there that show that placebo does have quite sizable, meaningful effects. But at the same time, this is something I kind of uh, put up on an Instagram story a while ago. Placebo can also have like adverse effects, also like a nocebo effect. So placebos have their own pitfalls. It's like, um, I'm going to kind of move away from CBD oil here, but like how many of us rely on our headphones or music as a placebo or as motivation, let's say. Motivation, placebo, different things. But I train in silence, Tom. But this is the thing. Some, me, I've been guilty of this where... It's because you're a fucking animal. <laughs> that, that is weird, Bill. That is weird. Yeah. That is weird. Um, like, if suddenly you've got your Bluetooth headphones, you, you want to go for a run, oh, shit, they're not charged. I'm just going to chin the run off. I, I can't run without my music. Uh, you know what? Uh, to be fair, to be fair, I actually get, I actually, that's different. I mean, running, I wouldn't run in silence. If I'm doing like a long recovery run, I wouldn't do it in silence. So if my headphones were dead, I'd only, I'd be like, well, I can't go run now. But not it's the, the headphones aren't stopping running, but you're right. It's that that placebo of I need to listen to something. Well, no, because... It's dealing with you're you're dealing with that symptom of I'm having no nothing. I'm just going to be bored. I'm just going to be oh, it's going to be so long. It's going to be shit. Do you imagine how shit a run would be without listening to this podcast? I mean, this podcast and everyone's earphones oh, and they're running is crucial, that, isn't mate. it? I'd be devastated. To think that people actually go for long drives without listening to chat shit get fit. Cringe. I can't imagine it. <laughs> Absolutely embarrassing. You should be ashamed of yourself. You fucking disgusting weirdos. But moving away from like the motivational side of things with like headphones, we can say it's about things like foam rolling, static stretching, 
the people that it could be it shows it has a placebo effect but what about oh shit i ain't got time to static stretch i ain't got time to foam roll joe you know what I, I better not squat or they decide to squat without doing what they see is what is usually a placebo effect and suddenly it's like my, my, this just feels awful. It doesn't feel right. I've, I've not, yeah. I've not released my fascia. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. CBD oil can have that pitfall where I've not had my CBD oil today. My anxiety feels worse. Yeah, it amplifies because you're yeah. not doing that normal. My pain feels worse. I'm very. And what's concerned is that it's I'm the very, price, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, this is the thing. Like, uh, especially Static with COVID, free. Foam rolling's cheap as chips, unless you do what Andy Rosek recommended and buy a fucking barbell or something. And, and, um, yeah, <laughs> birdie. <laughs> and not only yeah, that, it's cheap, isn't it? Note that CBD oil is costly if you're mostly benefiting from the placebo effect, but technically there might actually be some very physiological side effects as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, well, of course, we mentioned someone at the start. Well, I said there was THC, but obviously it's the same sort of family. It says that they, it could be a van, but however, we'll get onto it more later on why these side effects are a bit more prevalent. We'll talk about that later. But we'll go on to the next one now, which is there's a bit more positivity around it, I suppose you could say. It's epilepsy. So this is quite a big one in regards to CBD. So if you're unaware what epilepsy is, basically it's a condition where there's abnormal brain cell activity, which basically triggers unpredictable seizures, which is why when you see people sort of fitting out, that's, you know, because they've got epilepsy. Um, basically, fitting out? <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Um, you know what? As someone that was once diagnosed with epilepsy in their teens, I'm going to I'm gonna say we, we no one should be offended because I'm not offended. Oh, cheers, Tom. For you get that epilepsy for... pass, okay? <laughs> Epileptics everywhere. Uh, we'll cut to you the trace then, so... <laughs> So are we, are we calling the fitters then? The fitters. The fitters. I, I will allow it. <laughs> <laughs> so CBD may help the fitters by uh, by controlling seizures in two rare forms of epilepsy. So, But it's only been proven to work when combined with other drugs. And it isn't approved by the FDA to treat any other forms of the disorder. So we had a paper ah. which looked at this. On two, this was two rare forms of epilepsy that CBD apparently did some something in but when it was combined with other ep- epileptic drugs. So it can't be... Basically, it's not approved by the FDA unless it's for these disorders, which is pretty interesting. So when I first started reading, I, I saw that as well. I saw that actually, in regards to epileptic epilepsy and seizures, etc., the evidence I originally re- read kind of suggested that mm, we've got to take them board, that they might have actually been taking other medications that might have been doing the job instead of CBD oil. However, there is also... There are studies as well where they treated people who were drug resistant mm. and they did show benefits. So it, it is possibly beneficial to reduce seizures. So those studies, so those studies though, to be fair, because when I looked at it, it was a bit deeper. There was a few, obviously, rat studies, again, classic. But when they did a few human studies... Fit rats. Uh, there was a, fit rat. Well, yeah, fit and rats. Basically, they got um, they did this 2017 review, did a review based on the human studies, and they concluded that it can't really be used to support it because the, the human studies that were done, they lacked the correct controls. So if, if, if you're into science, into data, you know controls are really important. If you have like loose controls, it makes the study kind of yeah. almost redundant. It's hard to say it's concrete. And a lot of these humans, basically all these human studies were had, had loose controls. So this review concluded that there's not enough strong evidence to support CBD in the reduction of epilepsy as a whole. It's Obviously, it's, it's approved by the FDA for those two rare forms in conjunction with the other ones. But as a general th- rule of thumb... Uh, there's not really enough data to support it conclusively for all fitters in the world. Yeah, all fitters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it. It's a hard one, man. It's it's a hard one. Something like that. You, 
because you're you're looking at you're looking at your child, you're looking at your brother, your sister, and you're willing and, to try anything, aren't you? At the end of the yeah, day. you are. You're willing to try yeah. anything. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't on that on that. I wouldn't. Maybe the, I would. I reward is worth more I wouldn't than the give risk. it a no. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't gonna, if it wasn't gonna do do anything worse, but there's a chance of it making something better, I'm all down yeah. for it. I'm never gonna say no. But again, risk worse or reward. Yeah. If they turn around and exactly go, what that. it could do is this. What it can do is that. Well, the risk is my bank account. Now, um, yeah, fair. We're one. talking about Bill, kids you, here, Bill. You you can tell Bill has got no children Bill, whatsoever. Bill, what, <laughs> like, what's what's your dog uh, called, Skippy? What if Skippy was a fitter? He'd get rid of it. That's fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, one look at the old bank account on the phone. Ooh. Oh god! <laughs> How much is it to get an animal put down? No, right. It's it's gonna oh. be it's gonna be a reverse he's going, job. He's, he's gonna get put in a bag and thrown down thrown down a well. <laughs> oh, Bill's in tears. Oh, it's gonna. Anyway, moving on. So just just for interest, if you have got kids with epilepsy, Adam, why would you lick in your lips then? The, the, what do you think? What? You could eat Skippy. Mm. Oh fucking hell! Right, Waste I'm up, signing off. Not. I'm out of here. No, <laughs> right. Oh, he's gone on one. You know he's being weird tonight. We just got to move on, Bill. I love the way you're taking my side now. Tom's probably thinking, what was going on? No, right. It's a serious note, though. So the, the two forms of epilepsy we spoke about earlier were called Dravet syndrome and Lennox-Gastor syndrome. So these are the two the two rare sort of forms of epilepsy that were tested on. Uh, all three studies showed that CBD reduced seizures in these conditions by 40-50%. Um, but obviously, note, the participants didn't just take CBD. They added it to their existing regimen. Uh, regimen? Yeah, regimen. Regim- oh, I don't know how to it. Regime. Of- Regime, yeah, that would work. Their existing regime of epilepsy drugs. So this could have been done down to the interaction. That's why the studies and the science and all the fucking big wigs, they can't conclusively support a CBD because it could be the reaction that CBD is having to their existing drugs, not their um, just a CBD on its own. So Epilepsy um, drugs are fucking massive, mate. Yeah. It's stacking. No, like it can change. The, you're changing the compound of what's going inside, aren't you? It's really uh, sciencey. Jen, yeah. do you want to quickly know a little interesting backstory here about my epilepsy? Oh my Years ago, no, this is this is actually hundred percent fucking eyebrows, Jen. That's how serious it is. Okay. The house I used to live in, I used to keep getting frequent like burning smells, like burning smells all the time. I said it's sort of burning rubber and it kept on happening, kept on happening, kept on happening. And I went to the doctors about it and they said, oh, you might have epilepsy. And uh, they just ended up diagnosing me with epilepsy like off the bat like that. And I was on pills for like two years and these pills had some side effects. I was paranoid as fuck. I actually went to Florida when I was on the horse pills and uh, yeah, I kept on thinking I was going to get fucking like drive by at any moment because there was a whole thing about American guns at that time. But like, um, yeah, for fucking two years, I was on these epileptic drugs. Uh, I wasn't allowed to join the army. Um, I wasn't allowed to drive. Uh, I wasn't allowed to do certain work tasks. Uh, I wouldn't do like a forklift, forklift driving course. I couldn't do that. So for two years, this diagnos- diagnosis fucked me. Uh, anyway, fast forward. And suddenly my missus can smell burning rubber. Like, fucking hell, I don't think epilepsy is contagious. 
Then my mum could smell burning rubber when she was in the room. And my stepdad could smell burning rubber. It turns out for the past two years, we'd had fly tippers burning rubber tyres in the alleyway, just kind of around the corner from oh, us. Oh, my God. And then when they was, like, re- reported by, like, the fucking local rice group or whatever, and they got fucked off, suddenly I could no longer smell burning rubber. And basically, I had my epilepsy redacted. Oh, you were given two years on drugs. Two years because of fucking drugs. fly tippers burning tires around the corner. Fucking hell! I I don't know. I feel like there's a medical. Um, there's there's got to be something like sue. You've got to sue <laughs> the pants out of someone I, for that. I went through MR uh, cat scans. I had that thing where they attach all those little tin foil fucking wires to your head. All sorts. I was told in the office, look, you could just spontaneously die. And my missus broke down in the uh, in in the doc's office. And yeah, because someone had been fly tipping and burning tires nearby. Well, this explains a lot of your um, your mental. <laughs> this explains loads of things now. And these, when I saw these tablets, are massive, mate. They were absolutely massive. They were like uh, massive pezzes. They were fucking hench. Let's move on to the next. Let's move on to the next one, which this is the big one we spoke about it earlier. It's the big C word that ever gets thrown around with all sorts of everything we seem to talk about revolves around cancer. So, bottom line is, as I told us earlier, there is absolutely oh, I no. I thought you were cardio. I was like, Car- mm, <laughs> cardio. <no. laughs> nah. The big C. I'll, ta- I'll, I'll take it if it helps my cardio. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, there's no evidence to support CBD in the effect of any cancers at all. So that should be basically if sometimes you get the claims of the antioxidant effects of, but then basically you get those effects in basically any plant. Um, so just take other plants because it's a lot cheaper. Plus you don't see hospitals belt yeah, feeding well, cancer go. patients plants. Here we go. You know I mean? Vegan shilling. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, pipe down you. But no, um, yes, yeah, so you see though, you might, if you see those claims saying, oh, but it's got these antioxidant effects, it's like, yeah, well, it, it's not the only thing which has those effects. So don't start getting, that, that doesn't doesn't do anything. So, and the interesting thing as well is the FDA we spoke about earlier, they actually had to send out like letters yeah. to companies who were claiming that it would help with cancer. They actually had to send them like cease and desist, like saying, stop fucking putting this on your website saying it's going to cure cancer. Yeah. It's fucking not. So that's how, that's how high up it went. Um, yeah. And it also shows you how dodgy CBD oil companies are to be making these claims without actually doing any kind of serious prior research beforehand. Protein, there's loads of research on protein. You know, creatine, loads of research on that. It's even research on uh, branched-chain amino acids. But, you know, CBD oil, just let's fucking it's slap fucking this fucking loads, on loads of dudes on Instagram and loads of chicks on Instagram just dropping in saying, I feel much better. That's fucking it. Well, yeah, yeah re- the regulation's so poor, mate. People are just taking all sorts, and because placebo's rife of it, everyone's just running around saying, "Yeah, I'm a fucking superhuman." What? And the what we got going on at the moment, like with with the pandemic, everything like that, people are looking for any and everything to to make their lives whole and better, and so something they could take as a passive treatment that they, they ain't really got to work. Yeah, just like I'll sit at home eating crisps, take this, and I'm fucking sound. Instead of actually just getting off the floor and you know what I mean and fucking doing stuff. When's when's Train Primal going to do their own? Stuff? That's coming soon. That's CBD. coming soon. Well, Basically, I'm like, going to just you can have like I'm going to do like five hours of constant cardio and all my sweat. I'm I'm just going to just catch it in bottles, but one drop per bottle, and I'm going to sell it for seven hundred pound. 
Yeah, and you just drop it under your tongue and magic happens. I'm not even going to say what it does. I'm just going to say magic happens. What are we going to call it, Andy? Oh, Primal juice by Andy. Primal magic. Primal magic. <laughs> Primal magic. <gasps> and the thing is... That, that sounds good. I've just I'll told you what, you what I'm going to do. do. 100% yeah. placebo guarantee. I've told you what I'm going to do with it and uh, you want some. This is how good it is. Marketing is key. If you believe yeah. it will work, it will work. If you believe in magic, magic <laughs> will happen. You could revolutionise the supplement market and have it as like a... It could be dispensed as a deodorant, like a pre-workout oh, oh, deodorant. We just, we're just fucking Come doing on. it. The, the armpits um, absorb stuff really quickly. What stuff's that, Tom? Andy's Andy sweat juice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, you can just get it directly from the sauce and rub your armpit against Andy's. Yeah, just lick me. Just come over and lick me. It'll be fine. Seven Bill, was you heaving then? Speaking of um, training primal and all things fitness, we'll move on to the next one, which is sports slash drug testing. So this is quite quite an important one because obviously we said about his athletes promoting it, etc., etc. So we spoke earlier about the issue of um, labelling. So a lot of a lot of CBDs actually have on the packaging, you know, THC free, or they'll the industry basically says, oh, we haven't got THC in our stuff. However, there has been cases of false labelling, and this is obviously quite worrying because if we look at WADA, which is the World Association Drug Agency, whatever it is, I don't know, it's basically the drug agency in the world. Uh, they've excluded CBD from its list of prohibited substances. You can take it, but you can't take any other cannabinoids. So, due to this potential from contamination of THC, it is risky to say the least, uh, and you may get unpleasant side effects as well. So. There's quite a lot of risks there for, I would say, athletes taking it because of the fact it could be contaminated with THC and you'd fail a drugs test. Yeah, was that um, four years? Yeah, it's a lot. However, obviously, there's money to be made here. There's companies just like Inform Sport will charge more for their supplements, have their label on. You can get THC-free certified CBD oils, but they come at a premium. So Yeah, of course, brilliant. it's going to cost more. Um, but most general population wouldn't do that. They'd buy the cheapest one they can find. And if you buy the cheapest one you can find, the odds are... There's potential for contamination, which... Um... I mean, even though I said earlier that a lot of CBD oils tend to contain up to 0. Is it 0. Yeah, 0.3% of THC, since things can be mislabeled, well, since 31% of supplements can be mislabeled in regards to CBD oil, at least, it, who knows if the THC might kind of be overdosed as well in some of those. And then you Something look to consider. Most public service, public, like the public yeah. sector, like army, f- fire, I think as well. Yeah, police. Police, yeah. all them sort of people. Is it worth the risk? Is it worth losing your livelihood? Well, not no, the fucking that. data we've got, Andy. It does fuck all by the Do you know what? Um, there's something we've not really like, spoken about yet. We can't, we can't mention at the beginning that CBD oil is very different from just you know smoking a reefer. But... <sighs> There is that stigmatization behind CBD oil as well. Do you know what I mean? Because it is associated. It's the word, isn't it? Can I? It is the bastard child of scum. Yeah, we know it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what you got to be kind of careful of is bring that onto camp, um, especially if it has got like a big fucking weed leaf on the bottle. You know. Yeah. Okay. You're just, you're just asking for trouble, aren't you? Yeah. You got. Even though technically, it, it's it's legal. 
it might be just asking for unnecessary trouble. And you can try. I feel and explain like it's bigger that. in the America, though, isn't it? Don't you say that? I'll say it's more stateside than the UK. I don't really. Oh, it's massive in America, mate. It's, yeah, it's, it's massive huge, in America. But at the same and we time, we know they're quite lax, aren't they, with their regulations? The, like their fucking supplements are rife. With at course. the same time, if you walk walk past a Holland and Barrett, um, it's usually in their windows. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's usually front and centre in supplement shops in the UK. See, I know it's been around a while. But it's never really grown traction. I feel like, again, I just slag off CrossFit because CrossFit sort of gets its teeth into something, and it just it's that snowball effect, doesn't it? It's very brand, One athlete, isn't it? Two athlete, three, four, and then all the other like littler athletes they get on board with it, and then and then every box box goer going needs to have it because they want to replace Matty Fraze and shit like that now, don't they? So, yeah. They're all like looking for this. It's stuff the hype and, train, isn't it? Yeah. Well, they're looking for that little extra edge, aren't they? When you're an athlete, you're looking for always looking for that edge that can take you to the next level. And if they're thinking, okay, someone a, a, a rat told me that it reduced inflammation with fucking you know injected arthritis, and they'll be like, oh, I'll take a go. I've got enough money. I'll take a pop on a sixty, and they'll do it because they want that extra edge. But however, for most people who listen to this, they're not going to be fucking top level CrossFit athletes. So I mean, they might be, but probably not. But so. Th- is it worth you spending seventy pound on a bottle of sand, which is probably it's essentially magic gym every month? Yeah, yeah. And nine times out of ten, once you're on, you once you're on something, it's not like a, a like a physical addiction. It's more of a mental addiction. Where if you are looking at that performance level, you're looking for something to try and boost yourself. Once you're in on it, and you're like going, "Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. I'm doing it." You don't hey, really want to step away. Do you remember those? Have you ever had those X endurance tablets? Yeah. Yeah. So they're like fucking 35 quid for a packet, which is about a month's worth, yeah? And it obviously says, oh, reduce your lactic or increase your lactic buffer. You have, you know, reduce the, the effects of lactic acid buildup. And you start taking it and you, you sort of obviously convincing yourself it's doing something. And then you're worried to stop taking it because you feel like, what would yeah. happen if you I stopped taking off. it? Will I yeah. Yeah. Will I then start feeling lactic acid buildup again? But the only reason I stopped bothering is because I, I forgot to buy it and I didn't really want, I didn't have any money to buy it. So I thought, fuck it, I won't buy it. And then I just forgot about it and I never really noticed. Yeah. But because you get bought into it, you're just like, okay, I need to keep taking it. I need to keep... And that's how these companies trap you in. You know? yeah. yeah. The placebo effect can very quickly turn into a nocebo effect. Mm-hmm. And this is what's There's money. People's money in the day. I just don't want people spending money that on shit well. that's not like a placebo. Well, not... this this is what I mean. This is why I feel like like these games athletes, these, these powerlifters, these people that are in social media, high society, I feel like they genuinely have an obligation to... to to give us the information, not just oh, I'm getting paid, so I'm going to yeah. fucking slam it all over my. Because we're in a world now where these these are, these people are our heroes. We may not know them, but we see them enough that they become our heroes. We want everything like them. We want the same kit. We want the same. We want to dress like them. We want to wear the same shoes as them. Because if we do the same as them, we'll become as good as them. And then all that's happening is they're just flogging their fucking product onto us. And we're the people that don't know. We're the people that don't have that information. Look at, look at Tia Toomey, mate. She's always smashing those, uh, promoting those golly gummy things. Gummies. gummies and we've seen yeah. recent papers which just show that it's, the, the dosage in them is pathetic. It's not enough to do anything. You'd have to have like a ridiculous amount of them gummies to do anything. But she keeps pushing it because it's her. I'll be honest with you. I bought a bottle when she started first pushing it because I was like, fucking this, Roger. I was like, let me get on this yeah. then. I tried. I, I did. Yeah, 100%. Get a, get a CDT team down to Bill Rapid. CDT to what for little gummies apple cider gummies <laughs> <laughs> I, I stopped li- I stopped doing it because you start to realise hang on why what, 
at the end of the day, she's a really nice person, absolutely 100%. But she's so busy training to be the best athlete in the world that she hasn't got time to look into it. All, she, all she's getting done is getting told by some person at Golly, oh, he's got science to back this up. Do you want to promote it? And she's been like, okay, I'll trust you guys because she's so nice. that she's like, okay, yeah, I'll trust you. Let's, let's, let's push it. I mean, this is when the really, thing. I'm sure like uh, a lot of sponsored athletes prob- probably take these things because they actually think that it does work. So, you know, maybe they're actually trying to let they think, oh, well, you know, this is apparently based on science and evidence and it does actually have a, uh, a noticeable effect. So, you know, maybe I can make some money off this at the same time. But chances are, I think many of them don't actually take the product at all. And it's just a simple case of giving out their affiliate discount link. If you, let's look at, let's look at Toomey, let's look at Fraser, let's look at all the people that like we look at society and I don't know any powerlifters, so. They are already dialed in. Their nutrition is on point. Like, they will have macro, micros, all that fucking good shit down to a T. They'll know what they're putting in and out of their body every single moment of every day. Their sleep will be... They will have a beeper that goes off and tells them, you need to go to bed, like, 15 minutes. Get, and they'll have their wind-down process. Yeah. This is their lives. Their food will be like, beep, 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 beep. You've got to have four eggs, omelette, this, that, and the other. Go now, do it. Someone's bringing their food. Andy, sorry to interject, but did you did you see um you know Matt's announced he retired recently? Did you see what he said about his sleep? He said because I've had to cancel so many dates with Sammy because I was worried I wouldn't have enough sleep at night. That's how that's and this how home did he was. Them two sleep. things like their hydration, their recovery, everything like that is so dialed in, and everybody's doing the same thing because they're so dialed in. I could understand looking at CBD oils and like right, what's going to give me this edge? What's going to make me that 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 tenth of a millisecond faster? when I'm performing. That's what they're looking at. But for yeah. average people like me, I don't need to t- take CBD oils. I've got to stop smashing two bars of white chocolate every fucking day. <laughs> okay? And it's the basic chocolate as well. Because I'm a hat. As well, well, delicious. Like I'm a super Essential. hat and it's delicious. I love it. Okay? That's the problem with the world. CBD oil isn't going to make me square that way. No, I'm just going to eat that and do the CBD oils. It's ridiculous. Um, I mean, this is quite interesting because I'm looking at one of the more well-known CBD companies in regards to athletes, and they've also got like a... They've actually got like a sub-company where they now do CBD oils for their pets. That's fucking stupid, isn't it? You don't yeah, get anxiety. I'm, Fuck off, I mean, uh, I, mean, I mean, check that Fuck out. Fuck off. Oh, my God, that's a... That's horrifying. <laughs> that dog looks fucking. How, how, I mean, this is just how ridiculous. Is, that? I mean, is your dog anxious? Well, yeah, you haven't taken it for a walk today. Of course it's anxious. It wants to go outside and run around. <laughs> yeah. Give us some of this fucking CBD oil. I mean, I, I, we, we know it yeah. works on rats. Rats and it works dogs. on rats. <laughs> they both have tails. Woo! Well, on anxiety, Tom, it didn't really work, did it? Five of them had no oh, change. Three of them had a change. One of them had yeah. three. Can you imagine that? You give your dog anxiety because you think you're not giving it anxiety. Yeah, nice one. You're such a shit pet owner. Whoever's out there trying to give their dog and diarrhea. Oh, my God. So now you've got a dog that shits itself. That's a side effect, isn't it? Yeah. That is actually something yeah. people say. But then some people think, oh, it's worth it for the other benefits. I'll just shit myself every now and again. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean it's worth it? <laughs> do you know what? Um, I've actually pulled up on the statistic here. So this is the share of reasons for the medical use of CBD oil, sorry CBD products in Great Britain in 2019. So they actually asked people, why are you taking CBD products? And this is in Great Britain 2019. So 71% of people said they were taking it for the treatment for pain. 
So pain seems to be, at least in the UK, one of the biggest reasons for taking mm-hmm. it. Right. And then it was 38% was anxiety and depression. And 24% was sleep disorders and insomnia. So straight away, like the top three tiers are for things that have kind of been either debunked by science or there's no solid proof, at least. You know, it's, it's still out there. Um, and then it was, yeah, 10% arthritis, 3% epilepsy, 8% uh, other medicinal purposes. Don't want to know. Uh, this one was interesting. 1% one percent said they don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> 1% of people spending 70 quid on a bottle for I don't yeah. have a clue I'm taking it. I, 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 listen, I've got the 300-pound multi-pack. Why'd you take it? <laughs> Julie down the shop said it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> I, got, I got stuck in for Fuck it, let's do it. Let's get involved. I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, that. But yeah, that, that, that kind of. I mean, has anyone got any closing points? I think we've kind of wrapped. We've kind of, we've kind of come to a natural. Yeah. Moment, we've. Yeah. Any any closing statements, guys? Um. I mean, I want to kind of go on a bit of a tangent here. So, Andy, do you want to go for? No, no, you go, mate. I want to hear your tangent. Go. I just want to say, Bill, like, look at Bill. He's he's pretty much lying down now. He's like, <laughs> go on, buckling kids. Like CBD oil is really, really early in its infancy for research, and um, there might be benefits to it. There might not be. What we do know is that there are side effects, and what we do know is that it's not very well regulated. Um, so it's it's not like a it's not like a cut and dry. It's, it's useless. It's shit. You know, it's just fat in the bin. It's the next BCAAs, blah blah blah. You know, it might have some potential benefits, but what's happened is, is the fitness in the, sorry the supplement industry has jumped the gun way too soon. And as we can see from how how much money this is looking to make in 2027, yeah, the fitness industry has pulled the trigger on it way too soon. There needs to be a lot more regulation on it, a lot more uh, research into it, and it's one of those things where risk versus reward, right? So when we spoke about static stretching, cold water immersion, when we spoke about foam rolling, we all kind of concluded that it, it might have some effect, it might not. But if you want to do it, then there's not necessarily an inherent harm in trying it. So if you want to do it, do it. But with CBD oil, there might be negative side effects here. So it's not an easy thing to say. If you want to try it, try it. At the moment, I personally would not recommend CBD oil. And not only that, but it is fucking expensive as well. Um, as I did mention as well, there is a stigmatization uh, with it being linked to, uh, you know, uh, weed. But um, I mean, my my personal opinion on weed is quite complicated as it is. Uh, I tell you what, just so I can lower my credibility on my personal opinion, I have to take certain steps. So bear with me. What's going on here? <laughs> I'm fucking, I ain't got a clue what he's doing. So he's got a tangent. He's fucking pulled out some sort of plastic bag. Okay, so with weed, um, I actually believe it should be decriminalised. Uh, for several reasons. Oh, hang on a minute. I'm starting to sound credible again. One second. I do believe that weed should be decriminalised, but it's not really related to CBD oils because the THC uh, product is extremely low. And, oh, fucking hell, I'm starting to sound credible again. Sorry, one second. I wonder if there's actually any recovery properties to helium. <laughs> uh, that actually might be one thing we should look into the recovery properties of helium I mean will it reduce DOMS can it reduce performance uh, will it increase oh I'm starting to sound uh, sorry about this guys I keep accidentally sounding like I've got credibility again one second 
This is fucking. Okay, I'm actually starting to feel a bit dizzy now. I'm yeah. Happy uh... I'm happy to end the podcast here. I need to go have a lie down. Yeah, the pleasure as always, guys. I'll see you next uh, week. <laughs> birds aren't real. As always, thanks for listening. I mean, that ending, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Clearly, all those years Tom spent on epileptic drugs when he didn't even need them have gone to his head. If you are liking our content, especially this recovery series, then make sure you subscribe slash follow on your podcast app so you're notified when our next episode goes live. We will see you next week, same time, same place for a brand new episode. See you soon.